Hi, my name is Sean Keyes, and you're listening to You, Me and BPD. Um, this week I was asked a couple of questions, so I said I'd do a podcast. I don't know how long or how short this podcast is going to be, but I was asked a couple of questions, so I'm going to answer them. These are just my opinions, by the way, so I am not a doctor. I am not anything professional. Keep saying I spray cars because that's what I do. But at the same token, I know some people listen and I know some people will say, well, value my opinion. So I'm going to be very careful in how I present it because at the end of the day, I don't want to um, come across like my word will be the word and just do that. With anything in life, you need to do your own research, is my opinion. If somebody tells you the sky is up, well, then figure out how is it up. Ask questions. I don't believe in just listening to people myself. And I don't expect people to believe me. Um, in saying that, I'm going to answer the questions that I was asked with the best possible knowledge I have to do it. Not saying I have any knowledge, it's just the best possible knowledge I have. One of the questions was, it's about COVID-19 and should you take a vaccine or should you not take a vaccine? Which is a mental question to ask me, but I love reading and I love researching. Um so what I did is I, I researched a couple of books on vaccines and I researched a couple of books on not taking vaccines. And the science for both books is brilliant, to be honest with you. It's absolutely brilliant. For both books, it's absolutely brilliant. So I suppose I'm going to have to give a, a bit of an answer, a detailed answer as to um, the question, right? So should you take a vaccine or not take a vaccine? In the early uh, 1900s, the average human being lived up until about 40 years of age. And this was before penicillin was um, found. I won't say invented, it was found. And um, vaccines. So the first vaccine, I think, was um, administered by um, a man in America where he was looking at um, cow maidens, basically women that were milking cows, and he noticed that their skin was very fresh and they didn't look like they had any form of smallpox at all. So he kind of asked himself a question whether they were immune to it or what was the story with them. Now this fella back in the 1800s then got an eight-year-old boy and he gave him, which I think is mental, he gave him smallpox. You wouldn't be allowed to do these things today. But he gave him smallpox and the child got sick and then the child healed. And then he gave it to him again. And the child didn't get uh, didn't get infected, so he was the first person. Um, he was the first person on the planet to actually administer, we'll say, a vaccine, if you want to call it that, you know. And his name was Doctor Jenner, and what he did was um, he got a, a small amount of um, cow pus from from a cow. And scraped it into an eight-year-old boy. And the boy got sick. So he was the first person to kind of invent a vaccine. Now, back then, according to the book I read, or listened to, should I say, it was saying in it that when the vaccine came out, that a lot of people said that if you take the vaccine, you're going to start thinking like a cow. Because people are afraid. And that's what happens when you're afraid. Your mind will create all sorts of images. I mean, if I asked you to think of a ghost now, you'd think of images. You don't just think of nothing. So the mind has an ability to create 
which is fantastic. And then it's one of our biggest downfalls too. So I suppose getting into the science behind the vaccine. Basically, vaccines are, to want for a better word, in some cases, they are the actual illness. So it's either dead or it can't um, reproduce. So basically, in some cases, it, uh, it looks like a car. It has um, the body of a car, but it just doesn't have the engine, which was one um, definition that I heard described that I thought was good because I work with cars. So basically, in some vaccines, it looks like a car, um, but it's, it doesn't have an engine. It doesn't have anything. It doesn't have a steering wheel. It has nothing to drive the car. And that's how some some vaccines are used. Um, I've seen people saying about vaccines that there's aluminium in vaccines. Um, there is aluminium in vaccines. I spray cars. I've been spraying cars for 25 years. And them tiny little shimmer flakes that you see when the sunlight hits a car and it gives a nice sparkle, that's aluminium. I've been breeding in aluminium for about 25 years. And um, will I get Alzheimer's when I'm older? I don't know. I probably won't remember. Um, So that's all I'll say on that one. You know, did it kill me? It hasn't killed me in 25 years. Um, I'm not saying that I'm a a scientist behind this. I'm just telling you, in 25 years I've been spraying cars and I'm I'm breeding in quite a lot of aluminium. So I'm absorbing quite a lot of aluminium in my time. Um, is there adjuvants into um, vaccines? Yes, there's adjuvants in it because basically from what I'm reading is this. When a vaccine is administered, it's important that the antibodies recognise that it's a bad thing for the body. Now, if you don't kick it off, in other words, if they don't add adjuvants, that'll actually trigger the human body to attack what's just been put into it, it might not work. Because the human body is killing stuff on a daily basis that we don't even look at, we don't even feel. I mean, I've said in previous podcasts that the the average person per day takes in enough bacteria breeding it in through their mouth to make a thousand people sick. So, I mean, we don't even feel that. And yet, on a daily basis, our body is preventing sickness up to the fact of a thousand people could be sick with the amount that we breathe in. So our body doesn't always let us know what it's doing, as in when it's killing things. So it's very important for people when they're creating vaccines that they actually cause a shitstorm, to one for a better word, and so to make sure that the body actually does react to it. Because if there wasn't adju- adjuvants put into the vaccines, basically you could get vaccinated, but it might not work. So they do cause inflammation. They do cause sickness. That's actually the vaccine working properly because it's not really the vaccine as such. When you get sick your body will do all these things naturally. That's your body working perfectly. When you actually get pus, sickness, um, fever, that's your body actually working perfectly. So when you take a vaccine and you get these symptoms for a couple of days, that's the 
that's the body actually doing a great job. It's it's working perfectly, you know. So some people are going, well, I I I took a vaccine and then I felt sick. Well, that's exactly what you should do. That's like, then that that's proven that the vaccine is doing its job. That your antibodies are basically fighting what just went into it, which is exactly what the scientists want. So, should you not take a vaccine? Uh, of course, as well. Your body is well capable of fighting off um, disease. It's well able to do this if you eat healthy and mind yourself and exercise and drink water and do everything a human being should be doing. Does everybody do that? No. Um, So is your immune system up to scratch? I mean, I have a viral infection in my throat and I have it for about four to five weeks now and it's kind of coming and then it goes and then it comes back again and I'm not I'm not taking anything for it so I'm just letting my body do its own thing because I want my body to record this to remember it to build up an immunity and then to fight it hopefully next year when I get it again again I spray cars so me getting a viral infection in my throat is is is, it's it's kind of par for the course if I spray. I'm breathing in toxic fumes at times. So, should you take a vaccine? I'm always going to, I'll always say, take a vaccine if you feel safe about taking a vaccine and don't if you don't. Um, Your body has a great way of healing. If you give it all the nutrients it needs to heal, your body can't really heal if you're not giving yourself enough nutrients. That's just not something it's going to be able to do because how can it? If your body can't heal on, on uh, fast food, Processed food, they're anti-nutrient foods. So, I mean, should people, I'm kind of thinking my own things here, should people who eat a lot of processed foods take vaccines? I would probably say, yeah, um, on the basis that your body probably wouldn't be able to fight it off anyway. And according to what I see anyway, um, with this COVID is a lot of people that are... Um, uh, what would you call it? Eating very anti-nutrient foods are not coping too well with the disease. Um, because quite simply, you need minerals, nutrients, and all these things in you to fight off everything on a daily basis. Anyway, regardless of getting sick with a with a vac, uh, COVID nineteen or any other uh, virus. So, from what I read again, is this: What does a vaccine do? Um, a vaccine will will prompt your immune system very quickly to a virus that it wouldn't normally do if you had no immunity to it. So to kind of give context to that, and again, you're going to have to forgive me. This is a question I was asked, and I'm taking the time to answer it, but I, I, I'm not qualified in anything like this. I'm only giving an opinion. So basically, it's like this. Let's just say uh, you have the measles, right? We'll go with the measles. Your body should be able to fight the measles, okay? But in order to fight the measles, the measles comes in and then it's going around the body, but the actual part of your body that fights the measles might be only one cell. So yes, when it finds the measles, it's one cell, and then it'll multiply itself. And double into two and to four and to eight and sixteen, and that's how cells go. 
And eventually, over the course of a week, you're that one cell that's able to fight the measles will have multiplied. And then it becomes in the billions and millions or whatever, where over the course of a week, then it's actually able to fight the measles. So then it remembers the measles, and then you have an immunity to it, right? What happens with, we'll say, the measles vaccine is they inject in the measles or a dead version of it or something that will trigger the measles immunity response in the body and then the body will actually start fighting it straight away. So then later on in life when you actually come into contact with the measles, well, the millions of cells have been produced, so they're there. And that's what the body does. The body fights disease by actually creating cells to fight disease, like um, I think they're called T-cells, from what I'm listening to, and immunity cells. And there's a couple of different variants of cells in the body, how it all interacts and fights. And basically vaccines, what they do is they prompt the body to grow cells that fight that particular illness that bit quicker. So... Do they need adjuvants in a vaccine? They do, because that's what's needed to prompt it. So when they give you a vaccine, what'll happen is the vaccine will go into your body, it'll prompt the cells in your body to fight that particular uh, virus. And when your body fights, builds up the immunity for that, then you're immune. You're immune then going forward, and that's how it works. As I was listening to, some vaccines are brilliant, some are not. Some vaccines like, um, I think, tetanus is brilliant, whereas fighting tetanus on your own is just not safe. Um, The possibilities of dying is that bit more. So a, a vaccine like the tetanus really, really works well with human beings. Um... Whereas trying to fight tetanus on your own, the chances of dying, I think, are very high. So vaccines, do they work? Do they not work? They do work in their own way, and this is what they do. They go in, they prompt your body to create an immunity to them, and that's it. As I said about the levels of um, aluminium, I don't know, I mean, the amount of toxins you're taking in on a daily basis anyway, would it be that severe? Will it cause... um, not autism, will it cause um, Alzheimer's later on in life? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the research is on that. Um, With the COVID-19, the new vaccine coming out, it's an RNA vaccine, and I don't think in one or two of them there's no adjuvants. So in other words, they're not going to actually prompt your body to uh, defend itself. They're just RNA. And basically RNA are basically like cells that give messages. So in other words, you should do this and you should do that. And this is their kind of messages. And then they go away after a couple of days. Um, Generally with the RNA and the body, the RNA is basically telling the cells what to do. It goes down, it tells the cell, you should do this, you should become liver tissue, you should become muscle tissue. As far as I know, that's what RNA does. It's, It's basically a messenger. So the RNA will tell the cell, this is what you need to do. Um, and then they they go away. They don't last too long. They're just messages. So according to what I know about the COVID-19 vaccine, one or two of them is they're an RNA. 
and they will go down and basically tell your body to defend itself against this. And uh, they're prompting the body to do this, right? So people are concerned, will these um, vaccines be altering the genetics of the human being? To the best of my knowledge, I don't think so because they just disappear after a couple of days. They don't alter in the sense that they're going to be telling your cells to be doing anything else uh, later on. Some people are worried that the RNA is going to tell us to die later on in life, I suppose, would be one concern I heard, that you're going to be programmed, in other words, to die at a certain age. I'm just not sure if the science is out there that they can do that. It's, you know, I don't know if the science is actually there that they could actually prompt um, a species to die at a certain time. I just don't know if the science is there to be able to do that, if if um, if at all possible, to be able to. I'm sure they would have done it, and we would have heard about it. I'm sure at this stage, before COVID nineteen, and I'm just trying to think here as I'm talking. I'm sure if if um, they could actually program an animal to die at a certain age, they would have done it at this stage. But I just don't think the science is there to do that. I've never heard of it, and I love science. I'm not saying that it isn't. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of any anything in the world where they're actually able to program an animal to die at a certain age. Um, so, should you take vaccines? Take a vaccine if you feel safe taking a vaccine. It's a very moral thing to do in a sense of, or not moral thing to do, it's a very kind of moral dilemma because if you don't take it what happens if you do take it what happens um again one in about eight hundred thousand people get affected by vaccines so do people get affected by them they do the other eight hundred thousand people are happy that they got the vaccine the one person isn't happy and it wouldn't diminish that one person because the one person that doesn't get it, their life is miserable or they end up getting very sick and dying. So it's not like I'm dismissing one for the 800,000. Every life is important. I'm trying to give the science. I wasn't vaccinated personally. So I can actually go on and say I wasn't vaccinated and it actually affected me. So I got the mumps and because I got the mumps, it affected me in a sense of um, being able to produce children properly, in a sense of uh, the, the natural route, if you want to call it that. Um, so does the, it, not being vaccinated actually had an effect on my life in that sense. So I'm not arguing for vaccines and I'm not arguing against vaccines. I'm just saying by me getting the mumps, I actually... Um, you know, I I had to go down the IVF route with my wife. And so it was a clear, um, how will I say this? It actually clearly did cause damage to me, if you want to call it that. Um, where where uh, fer- fertility on my end was, was damaged. Everything was grand in the sense that the... The boys down below, to want for a better word, were all fine and they were all stable and motility and count and everyone that goes through IVF would understand this. They were all okay. The only problem with the boys down below was my antibodies didn't know them. So when I was 13 and started producing sperm, 
Well, my antibodies didn't really know them boys, did they? Because when I got the mumps, I was only six. So at 13, when I started producing sperm, my antibodies went, hello there, who ye? And, (laughs) yeah, so they they don't really get to, they they didn't get along. They didn't, my antibodies thought, who's this foreign body? We didn't recognize you before, so we're going to kill you. And that's what the body does perfectly. That's what it does to viruses and sickness. The unfortunate thing is when I got the mumps, as a child, I didn't have sperm. And when I was a teenager and producing it, um, my antibodies thought it was a foreign body. And so kill it. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's that's what happens when you don't, when I didn't get vaccinated. So there's a perfect example of um, when you don't get vaccinated. Um, thankfully, our kids are grand and healthy and all like that. We did have to go for AVF because of that simple fact. I know someone who got vaccinated and and they suffer badly because they got vaccinated. So, I mean, you know, there's always going to be cases of people who um, ended up not doing well on a vaccination and then people who didn't do well, we'll say like myself, that weren't vaccinated that actually didn't do well on it. So you're going to get them stories across the world. Should you vaccinate or should you not vaccinate again? It's down to personal choice. It's down to you. What you should do with your own um, feelings. Again, <clears throat> vaccinations, do they work? They do work. I mean, at the end of the day, they are triggering the human body's response to fight that particular illness. Is the human body able to fight that particular illness on its own? If you're healthy, it is. Um, if you have enough nutrients in you, you should have a good fighting chance. Um, but how well do people eat nowadays? I mean, I don't know. You know yourself how well you eat, how well you don't eat. Um, how much nutrients do you think you have in your body? Every time you eat anything that's um, processed, it's an anti-nutrient food. So, I mean... It takes away from your nutrients that are already there trying to process it. So you're you're ending up with less than you even started with. So that's not a good thing. So sh- would you be able to fight the COVID? Yeah, I don't know. You'd know. If you're eating a lot of processed foods and you don't look at yourself healthy. I personally, uh, I don't take the flu vaccine. Um, I prefer my body to record that stuff itself. It's the flu vaccine. Let it record it itself. Um, personally, with the COVID, I would take it. Um, I just if I don't care if I take it, and I don't care if I don't take it. If I'm given the option, I suppose would be the next question. If I was given the option to take it or not take it, um, I wouldn't take it. Um, not that there's anything I believe is wrong with the vaccine, but I'm big into my health. I'm big into making sure my mental health and my body is okay. I'm big into that. I'm not big into fitness and making my body look sculpted. For anyone that knows me, they know that only too well. But I am big into my health. I'm big into my mental health and making sure my body is properly, uh, there's good nutrition going into it. So I would prefer to fight the COVID if I got it and naturally fight it and build my own immunity up to it itself. Um, if I'm not going to go allow go to concerts, 
Yeah, I'm taking that vaccine straight away because it's 95% um, proven that it's okay. With over 70,000 people vaccinated, you know, that the trial is on. And some people were concerned about the vaccine coming out so quickly and how come it's done and it takes years and that's very true. But the huge differences in a normal vaccine from... A normal vaccine, from what I'm listening to, taken from day one up until 15 years later, um, there's huge amounts of money involved, which wasn't the case with this. So with a normal vaccine, when you're creating a vaccine, you'll put in a couple of million and get it to level one. But you won't put any more money in because it might not get past level one. If it doesn't get past level one, you've just lost a couple of million. Vaccines cost millions to make, right? So, with this vaccine, money was thrown at it. There was no limit. It was actually the full amount of making a vaccine was put in straight away. There was absolutely, they didn't care if they lost money on this one. They wanted something to work. So, it was very different in a, in a case of someone going looking for money to try and create a vaccine. At the end of the day, a scientist is in a, in a science lab and they say, oh, I think I might have something here. And they have to go and try and get the funding for that. And someone has to back that up and someone has to take a gamble because they don't all make it. I think like 36%. That's only 36 out of every 100. And maybe down even further, make it. So there's a huge amount of money lost trying to create vaccines and medications. Whereas on this one, the money was just thrown at it. There was actually no limit to the money. There was just, the whole world was putting money into it. Even Ireland, where I live, everyone just put money into this to get it up and running. So that made a huge difference in time. Then you have the whole world working on it. If you're cleaning a house and it takes you four hours to clean a house, and then you get eight or nine people or 12 or 13 people into the house to clean the house. It's only going to take a couple of minutes. So the whole world was working on COVID-19 vaccine, which is a huge difference in time again. And then the fact is this, they got 70,000 people vaccinated, which has never been done in the history ever. They actually got 70,000 people and gave them the vaccine before it was released. So they've had months of data on this and they've all been okay. And seemingly, seemingly, I'm not a scientist, seemingly after a couple of months, um, uh, they, they were all okay. So that gave them the okay to approve it. But I mean, from listening and reading and researching all on it, there's huge amounts of data on the vaccine in a sense of it's uh, being safe. You're going to get people that are saying it's not and you're going to get people that are saying you should go down the natural route and both parties are right. The natural route is a natural route. It just takes you longer to fight it. The vaccine route gets your body prompted that bit quicker. Do you know what you'll develop later on in life from the vaccine? Nobody does. Do you know what you'll develop later on from just getting the virus? Nobody does. So again, it's down to a choice of what should you do yourself. Again... Even though I'm giving my opinions from everything I've researched, research it until you're comfortable. You should never believe anybody until you know yourself what you're comfortable with. And 
Research, research, and research. That's what I do. I, I listen to nobody. I, I research it, and then I'll figure it out. Like, when the whole COVID thing broke off, um, I've been researching-ish, I, and I'm following, we'll say, certain countries, looking at what they're doing. You have opinions left, right, and center on COVID. It's just an absolute, it's worse than religion, and it's worse than politics. Because the difference in religion and politics is politics is an opinion. Religion is an opinion, but COVID is a fear. And when you're afraid of something, you won't get anybody to move. So everyone's afraid, and you have people that are afraid on both sides. And, like, to be honest, this year has brought on an awful lot of fear. It's brought on an awful lot of old people, and in a weird way... You know, and I do say this, when you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice, because that's what's inside of the orange. And this year, people have been squeezed, and you're getting exactly what's inside of them coming out. It's it's a funny year in a sense that you're getting to see people when they're afraid what they're like, which to me is fascinating. But to other people, it's it's offensive. Do I wear a mask? I suppose I'm trailing off here a bit. I wear a mask. I hate wearing masks. I spray cars and I hate wearing a mask when I'm spraying a car. The only difference is my mask when I'm spraying a car is air fed. The air that's coming into me is cleaner than the air outside. So I'm getting a nice breath of oxygen coming into me as I'm spraying a car, which which helps me relax, if I'm being honest. Do I like wearing any other mask than a mask that lets you breathe in pure oxygen? I hate it. And I don't use the word hate too lightly because it's a word I don't like. I hate wearing masks and I always wear a mask because my opinion on it is this, and this is my opinion. I don't have to wear a mask because I'm mentally ill. That is the law in Ireland. I can go into a shop, I can tell them I'm exempt, I can prove that I'm mentally ill, and I don't have to wear a mask. That's the law. I've never walked into a shop and be, oh, well, I'm lying actually. I forgot my mask twice. I forgot it. I actually forgot it. I was eating a meal there a week or two ago and I forgot my mask. Um, but I always wear a mask. For the reason being is this. I'm respectful towards the person that's afraid I'm not afraid of the COVID in a sense of I don't really care if I get it myself. Myself, I don't care. You know, as I said earlier on, I'd, I would I would welcome my body to build up its own immunity. I would think I would survive it. I'm healthy enough. I eat healthy and I know how to eat healthy when I'm sick. So I have no problem with that. What I do have a problem with is giving it to somebody. And... Being cocksure, as they call it. You know, that's what I would have a problem with. So I do wear a mask. I wear a mask on the basis that I'm going to respect the elderly person that's beside me that is afraid. Now, am I giving away all my... my uh, someone asked me before, am I giving away all my, my moral freedoms and all this? T- I do, I, like, you're wearing a mask. It's To me, this is my opinion... You're just wearing a mask, you know? And what's next, you hear? And what's next after that? And what's next after that? 
The Chinese wear masks practically all winter as a sign of respect towards each other to not give each other the flu. Um, so people have been doing this. It's not like it's brand new. People have been doing it. There's no science behind whether the masks work. I get that. That's something. There is no real science. I don't really care about that sort of stuff. Again, I'm thinking of the elderly woman or gentleman that's beside me, and he's afraid because he's elderly. I'm going to wear a mask just to ease their little bit of suffering in their head. And I'm 42 years of age. I'm a big boy now. I can wear a mask. Um, Walking into a shop and not wearing a mask... Um, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear one. It's the law if you're mentally ill. Personally, I'll wear one because I find it respectful towards the elderly. That's just my opinion. Do I care if I see somebody not wearing a mask? I don't. I don't. I hate wearing them. Um, I just hate wearing them. Feels like someone's putting their hand over my mouth, and it, and it is is um. <laughs> it does activate my anxiety, which I've worked very hard at getting rid of. Um, again, I still will not not wear one. Again, my anxiety is mine. The elderly person's is theirs, and I will do my best not to induce their anxiety. So that's uh, that's more or less all I can talk about on vaccines. I mean, the science is there to take them. The science is there not to take them. The science is there that if you take them, it'll prompt your body to actually activate the cells in your body to fight off that vaccine quicker. The science is there not to take them, that when you get the virus naturally, if you have a good, strong immune system, your own body, when the cell, it's a cell, when that cell, and there might be only one of them, right? If there's loads of them, brilliant, you'll fight it off quicker. Let's just say there's only one cell, if it can fight off that vaccine or virus, yes, it has to. Once it finds it, then it has to. It has to basically multiply itself, and that takes roughly a week to ten days for it to do that. So the science is there that the human body is well able to fight off disease. It is. The science is there also that vaccines prompt the human body to speed up the recovery of a certain disease or virus. That's also there as well, and. I'd argue the case with this. If you're anti-vaccine, don't take a tetanus. Because that's a vaccine. You know, and that's one thing I would argue is, I'm not going to come on and say, don't take a vaccine, and I'm not going to come on and say, do take a vaccine. But I do believe you should be opinionated in a moral way, in a sense of, if you don't believe in taking vaccines, don't take them. Leave it at that. If you do believe in taking vaccines, take them and leave it at that also. So thanks very much for listening and I hope this was helpful.